Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for this special edition podcast on COVID-19. This podcast provides an opportunity to listen as we share the latest on COVID-19 with our resident experts. I'm Vicki Basiliga, the director of the Sections Clinical Specialists and Scientists here at ASHP. And I have the distinct pleasure to introduce our guest for this podcast, Scott D'Antonio, who will be chatting with us about his COVID-19 experiences. Thanks for joining us today. So, Scott, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your position, your hospital, and a a little bit about what COVID-19 has looked like at your institution so far. Sure. So, I work at a, a critical access hospital, 25 beds in Southeast Louisiana. Uh, We're probably about 40 miles west of New Orleans and located along the Mississippi River. We were probably considered a hotspot for COVID in early March. Um, We saw a big spike in the community. We saw really sick patients coming through our ER uh, that needed intubation, things that we weren't really used to doing here at the hospital. It really struck home for us, I believe, one evening when we had patients come in and one of the, uh, the EMTs from the ambulance uh, came in and said, you know, we're not really seeing this in other parts of your area. We were seeing sick patients like no other in our area. And so that was, you know, a real alarm. And, and so that lasted here at our facility probably for, for two weeks. And, and then things kind of changed. I think a lot of the, the flattening of the curve, people staying home, um, taking precautions really did start to set in, and, and we did see a big difference here after that. You are a critical access hospital. A lot of the other pharmacists and physicians and other people we've talked to all work in these big city hospitals. So can you tell us a little bit about how the treatment of patients with coronavirus differs in a rural setting? One of the things off the bat, you know, the larger hospitals obviously have access to a lot more medications due to allocations and relationships with, with different GPOs, wholesalers, et cetera. So we're a small independent hospital standalone. So when it comes to things like that, we don't have big allocations for anesthesia medications, for paraly- paralytic medications. Um, so when we started to see these patients, you know, we try to hop in and, and order these medications. Well, a lot of them have already been spoken for with the larger hospitals. And So you do rely on some of the relationships to be able to borrow or exchange, things like that. You can't do it in a situation like this because they need it just as much as we do. So uh, we did run into some issues with that at the beginning. Uh, We were very lucky. Our wholesaler was able to register us into a COVID group with with hard hit areas that we could qualify to get some of these medications that we were otherwise struggling to get. Well, that sounds like that helped out a lot. <laughs> it did. It, it, it worked out really well. In fact, um, to the point where we ended up, I'm not going to say over because, it, you know, we, we do worry about it with, with new waves coming in. But, it, you know, at one point we're like, wow, you know, we're, we're finally adequately stocked with, the, with these things. And then the, the patient volume dropped. Sure, sure. Famous last words. <laughs> well, you, we have to be careful now because we, we just don't know what we, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, sure. It's funny. I just we, we just had um, lunch and a community member was asking me again about 
some of the treatment guidelines and and we've seen them change so much from the beginning to what we're dealing with now i mean it, it's it's just been different treatment guidelines and we do look to some of the, the bigger facilities in and around south louisiana to see what they're doing and what they're seeing um from patient treatment and response how have you um have you connected with these larger hospitals um do you just kind of like check in with other directors of pharmacy or like how so, do you communicate with them so as as we've learned throughout our careers you know the pharmacy world is a very small world and and so uh, south louisiana you know we all know somebody who knows somebody sure. and uh and and covid's been very tough for us socially you know we are very social people we like to gather we 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 are a lot of our calendars are planned around football and sporting events and and things like that so um it's taken a, a social toll on a lot of people down here also but you know through LSHP down here and ASHP through those memberships and, and relationships we've been able to reach out to some other pharmacy directors we we all know each other and we all try to help out each other as much as possible Sure. I like to call it my family. That's stuff. <laughs> that's a, that is, I know I, I'm a, I'm a ULM graduate and I know they've, they've posted a lot of formally uh, pictures and, and, and updates for formally. So yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> so can you tell me a little bit about what your department has done to prepare uh, at the beginning for, to treat the patient with coronavirus? And then what have you been your lessons learned um, in preparation for the second wave? So, I just a, a personal story about our department. So um, because of a lot of the outpatient things that we do here in our community, we've been able to expand our department a little, maybe a little larger than some of the, the smaller critical access hospitals. So unfortunately with COVID, we did have a couple of employees who went out sick within the first week of Corona. So at this point, Really, what we had to do, and I'll use a, a athletic term for this, survive in advance. Uh, we were trying to make sure that, you know, I had to give people multiple days off in a row, have them rest, because we had to make sure that, that we could staff our department. We were definitely worried about that. And then there was also concern that if we, a lot of, the, some of the concern with the new wave also is um, because hospitals have opened and they've done uh, they're doing elective procedures and you have people admitted to the hospital for other things than just COVID is what happens when you can't transfer out patients to other facilities who need to be intubated and need to be on critical drips, things that the critical access hospital doesn't always do. A lot of times they're able to transfer these patients out. So if we had to do that, we probably needed pharmacy here for extended hours. And if, if staff is out, how are we going to accomplish this? So there, there were some tense moments within the first couple of weeks of COVID. Have you like changed or expanded any of your like pharmacist or technician roles? We've been kind of hearing when we talk to people that like some pharmacists are working from home, some technicians are working from home, um, you know, uh, additional PPE, they've changed how they've delivered medications. So um, have you made any like staff changes since the um, impact of COVID? We've been blessed where, you know, our people recovered, they came back. So we didn't really have any issues with that. But some of the things we had to look at was things like timing of antibiotics or mm -hmm. when we were going to deliver. You know, we're not going to make as many trips to where our COVID patients are to not risk exposure. Sure. Um, so, so some of the, the, the issues like that we've had to deal with. We've had some issues with PPE, um, you know, and even worried about things like, like uh, USP 
797 and, and you know, lack of uh, mask and, and gowns and things like that when we're trying to um, to compound. So that's that's been an, a, a, an area of concern also. Sure, sure. So one of the things I ask all of my guests, um, we actually ask them two things. The first is, what are you doing to maintain your well-being and resilience? <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> my boss is sitting here too so i've got to be careful about what i say um i will tell you that um you know life has really slowed down i have i have three children at home and and a wife who works in a hospital also um in surgery so we were very much on the go 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 mm -hmm. and you know life has really really slowed down you know what do we have this weekend we don't have anything oh Okay, well, let's just sit around and relax. So uh, that has that has really helped. I think there's still neighbors that want to have get togethers and and hang out and barbecue. And, and a lot of people don't think they can catch this. Right. You know, they're young. They're relatively healthy. You know, this isn't going to happen to them. But, you know, we know that we've been exposed here at the hospital to it. And, you know, we're we're afraid of passing that on to other people. You know, we, we haven't seen our 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 parents very much. Um, you know, my mother is, is immunocompromised. I don't want to be around her much. And, and for fear that if she caught COVID, she may have trouble surviving that. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's, that's some of it, but life, you know, it really has slowed down. It, it, it makes you wonder what it, it's made us think about what's really important in, in life sometime by just being home and, and, and it's okay. We're okay with that right now. So the second question I ask all of my guests is, as we know, one of the most important ways to avoid uh, transmitting COVID-19 is to make sure you wash your hands for 20 seconds. So a lot of people like to sing a song while they wash their hands. So I want to know what your favorite song is to wash your hands to. <laughs> are, are you are you in Maryland right now? Uh, I, well, I live in Virginia, but we at ASHP is in Maryland. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that one of our um, one of our favorite bands around here is uh, a band called OAR who is out of Rockford, oh, Maryland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I could sing any number of their songs to uh, <laughs> wash my hands to. But um, <laughs> we one of the uh, one of the disappointing things is that we actually have had tickets to a concert of theirs in um, Denver at uh, Red Rock Amphitheater. Mm -hmm. uh, which was supposed to be later this month and it's been canceled. So, um, oh. you know, let's, um, if I, if I could, I'm trying to figure out which song I would, would wash my hands to, but, uh, any of those songs I would wash my hands to. Sure. So I love better than Ezra and they're from New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting you say that because I've seen better than Ezra probably 25 times in concert. Um, we used to go to the house of blues. They would play every Mardi Gras. So, um, that is probably the, the that's probably the second band. So I, I, it's amazing that you know Beth and Ezra because uh, <laughs> yes, that is a very local band for us. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have today. Be sure to subscribe to AC's podcast as we'll be posting more lessons learned, practice, and therapeutic management of COVID nineteen. Before we go, I want to share some of these resources that we have for our pharmacy leaders, clinicians, and technicians. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out ASHP's COVID-19 Resource Center found at ashp.org. It serves as a clearinghouse for all of our resources for all of these items. ASHP has developed policy recommendations for policymakers. Ask your legislator to support ASHP's COVID-19 recommendations by sending an email using the online advocacy center at advocate.ashp.org. Be kind to your mind. 
Headspace is now the exclusive meditation and mindfulness app for ASHP members. With Headspace, you can learn the life-changing skills of meditation and mindfulness in just a few minutes a day. Studies show that meditation helps reduce stress and burnout in health professionals while boosting happiness, compassion, resilience, and overall life satisfaction. Search Headspace at ashp.org to find out how you can download this to your personal device. I'm Vicki Basilica, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.